Hey, welcome to the Moles on Mission podcast. I'm Philip Mole. And I am Animal. And uh, here comes the update. So, funny question. Uh, it's, this one's not really that funny. It's just a would you rather. Oh, okay. Which I know you love so much. So much. So much. Would you rather get a Nobel Prize or a Grammy I would want to win a Nobel Prize because uh, it adds to it. It adds to a community. It adds to the world. Mm, it means yep. that you brought something of value. Uh, okay. Whereas the Grammys mean, hey, you made something <laughs> that was a good pop song. Yep. yep. It was a good bop. People wanted to dance to it for a little bit. Like that doesn't mean much. Maybe it means you have a great voice. It's true. That like good for you. You're but also very I would good much... at music industry. Yes. <laughs> right. But yeah. that's music industry as opposed to adding something of value to the world. Yeah. And I think I would prefer that. Yeah, I'd probably prefer it too. I just, I, I don't, one, I'm not a very musical person. And two, I'm much more like a science So like, but science but also like, even if I got like a Nobel Prize in literature, like... That would be cool. It would be cool. Um, and million dollars sounds good. Although I'm sure whoever gets a Grammy is probably making more than that. Plus they have some probably. residual off royalties. But, you know, a million's not bad. And Nobel, you know. And it probably means that also you don't have to deal with the celebrity of yeah, Grammy Yeah, that's, that's a very culture. good point. Very so. good point. Yep. Cool. Now on to the update portion. So we are here this week at Wycliffe headquarters in Orlando, um, getting our first uh, orientation into the organization. So we are officially Wycliffe members and Wycliffe missionaries. So that's pretty exciting. It's very exciting. Yeah. So we've we've been getting lots of information this week on really what is Wycliffe, what are the works that they are doing right now in Bible translation. Um, what roles we're going to be filling in assisting Bible translation um, around the world, getting these um, languages, you know, scripture in their own um, language in, in ways that are going to change communities, in ways that are going to change lives. And we've been hearing lots of stories of how that um, translation work is changing people's lives. Right. Yeah, it's been so fun to hear the stories to talk to people who have been on the field, been doing this a long time, have seen translation yeah. go from beginning to yeah. end of a project. Uh, and also we got to hear a lot about the history of Wycliffe, yep. of Bible translation, um, even learning about uh, the the emergence of native translators and new oh, yes. yeah. new yeah. ways of translation yep. that allow for multiple language yeah. projects to be taken on at once. Yeah. Uh, the way that the strategies have changed yeah. and uh, the way that they adapt yeah. and adjust and um, yeah, their policies um, will will change based on the strategy yeah, and based on the need working, so. and the strategy to, to fill that need and and it's working yeah yeah they were telling us stories today how bible translation efforts have just exploded in 
Papua New Guinea, where all of the the local churches in the area are getting together and saying, hey, we really want to perpetuate this work to the languages that are not represented yet. Right. And they they said it would be a sin to us if we only took on yeah. a couple projects. It yeah. would be a sin for us not to get the Bible translated into all languages yeah. that are understandable mm-hmm. um, in a form that that these people can really understand in their heart and yeah. interact and engage with the Lord in their, in their heart language. Yeah. So that was incredibly inspiring. And the fact that, that it's possible, they yeah. started, I trying to remember the exact number, but it was, it's it was in the recent. hundreds yeah. of projects. Yeah. It was, it was over a hundred, yeah. well over a hundred language projects yeah. started by, yeah. By people in Papua New Guinea, um, yeah. that by the New Guineans, yes, yeah, and and they're so passionate about it. Yeah. Uh, but the fact that they're able to handle that many, um, their their capacity is such. Yeah. The strategies have increased capacity to a point that yeah. multiple projects can be taken on at once and f- remain feasible and remain well done. And they also. Yeah. I loved this other tidbit from that story that um, that they don't see, they don't look at Bible projects, Bible translation projects as being something too complete, but yeah. that once the translation is done, there's refinement. There's, yeah. um, we have over 500 translations in English alone, alone, just, yeah. just in English that we can interact in, yeah. with scripture through multiple different formats yeah. and uh, translations. And so they see that. And just to put that into perspective, there's over 1,500 languages that do not have any translation even begun. It's incredible. I got, so when I, I took a, a trip to Panama um, several years ago, that was probably 2018, I think, uh, 2018, 2019. And while I, we were there, we hiked for, you know, a week and a half. Uh, through the jungles, through the mountains, staying with these um, villages and village leaders. Uh, we were on the trip with um, some of the local missionaries um, in Panama who have been ministering to um, their own people groups or, you know, uh, very, very close people groups to theirs. And uh, while I was there, one of the huts we stayed in was the missionary's hut who who was there previously. Um and th- those missionaries were, I found out this week from some of my questions, they were Wycliffe translators who um, translated the Buglede language um, for the people. They had left by the time I got there, but I got to read through a bunch of their um, like flashcards that were left behind in some plastic bags and plastic boxes. It's so cool. Um, just to s- seeing and seeing their notes of like, all right, we, we're noticing this and that about the culture, and this is how we can explain, you know, this aspect of distance or time in a way that they would uh, understand and really connect with. It's just been awesome to have had that experience and then be here realizing, oh, like, th- this is the group. This is the place that made possible the work um, those Panama missionaries were doing to their own people in teaching them the word of God. So yes, one more story, and yep. um, then we can keep uh, keep going with the updates on our end. But one other story that we heard this week was about the 
worldwide deaf community. That oh, is, yeah. as a community, the most unreached yep. people group. And they are the the sign languages around the world are as diverse as spoken languages. Yep. There is only one sign language where the Bible mm-hmm. is completely translated, and that is American yeah. sign language. But they have started uh, they have started doing audio or sorry audio. No, visual. they've started doing visual Bible yeah. translation into many different deaf communities. And the impact has been yeah. huge. Yeah. Uh, it was it like gave mm-hmm. me chills learning yeah. about it. Um, but the we got to see some videos of them signing um signing the Bible verses uh-huh. um and responding to that and that was just yeah. so cool. Awesome. Um but that's like another aspect of Bible translation yeah. that you wouldn't think about, but yeah. But sign language is um, is their heart language. Mm-hmm. It's the language and the format that they understand and think in, yeah. and, and God speaks that language. Yeah. So, yeah, it's so cool. Yeah, it's been incredible. And uh, so as soon as we're done here, we're, we're going to be here at um, the headquarters until this coming Saturday, you know, as we record it. Um, you guys may not hear it until after the Saturday that I'm talking about, but that's just the way podcasts goes. Uh, our really main push um, is going to be to, to begin developing a, a partner team, um, people who are going to support us in prayer, people who are going to be encouraging us um, in our support roles moving further, um, and people who are just going to come alongside and say, hey, we see the value in, one, the Bible translations that are happening, Two, we see the value in the roles you guys are going to be playing, and we really want to help you um, help you do this work to continue this effort we um, want to invest for these other in communities. This. So I'm so excited to be able to share more and more stories as yeah. we learn them and get to yeah. spread that awareness and get because I know that other people are going to be as excited about this as we yeah. are. So as we develop our team, we'll, I'm. I'm excited to get to share those kind yeah. of stories and yeah, God size stories mm-hmm. and um, yeah, just get to spread this kind of information that yeah. I can't imagine people hearing and not getting excited about yeah. because this is God on the move in his church. Yeah. That, that segues really well into the, uh, what the Lord has been showing us section. <laughs> One of the things the Lord's been showing me is just that uh, my role and Anna's role, more than just, you know, me doing aircraft maintenance to help get people and um, resources where they need to be on the field to continue this work. And not only Anna's role of, um, you know, providing speech therapy and um, support to the missionary kids who are going to be overseas. You know, our role is also just to be advocates for these people groups um, who have vibrant, incredible languages that are such a deep part of their identity, but yet they don't have um, access to scripture that really speaks to them in their language. So uh, our, our our opportunity to be in this partnership development process and help just educate the church to say, hey, this is a thing in the world that 
we should be paying attention to, or not even just paying attention to, be aware of in the first place. Because I, I though I was aware of translation efforts, I was woefully under aware as I've learned this week of, um, one, just what the need is, two, what the impact is to be able to pick up a Bible, read it in your own language. Or hear and, it in your own language. And, or hear it in your, or see it signed in your own language. Um, like what that communicates, that, that communicates such like a sense of dignity and respect and honor of, wow, someone else has taken such effort to learn my language, my heart language, the one that speaks to me, the one that I deeply understand. They've taken the time to understand it and then bring me this message about Jesus in a way that I see and I speak. And I think that's so, so in line with um, how the church began in Acts. You know, Peter spoke and everyone heard in their own language that's what impacted them. It was, wow, you are speaking directly to me. Because language is such a part of our identity. Yes. Um, and we often don't realize this because the, the United States is pretty mono, uh, uh, mono-linguistic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We have one language, generally, um, especially those of us who have been born and raised here. Some who have uh, a family line that is... Uh, like of an immigrant family line or those who have come from overseas, they might have two languages. Um, but well, there's a lot of Spanish speaking. So yeah. there's, there's, there's a good bit, but yeah. the majority of America of North Americans yeah. are, are English speaking yeah. monolingual. So or, yeah. Yeah. So just seeing, hearing one, these stories of how um, people are being impacted by having the word of God preached in their own language and, um, just seeing that represented in the the beginning of the church and the beginning of, you know, us as Gentiles being brought into this family yes. and adopted into um, the family of God has been very uh, eye-opening for me. Yeah. Okay. I said I was done with stories, but I do okay. have another one that I really wanted to share that hit me. Um, I I hope I'm saying the name of the, of the people group right. I think it was Topoka. Um, people group um, and so they had a translation of the book of Luke in their language um, however these people are herdsmen and um, this is this is this story is just it highlights the um, the ingenuity of mm-hmm. the Holy Spirit and um, how he how presenting scripture in a form that is understood is so impactful. Yeah. Um, just wanted to preface that. So the um, this people group are herdsmen, and um, I, I, few of them read, but for the most part, they're um, they they don't they don't read. They don't um, yeah. spend much time getting that education. So the book of Luke actually went majority or for all, yeah, for the most part, unused, unread. And then they translated it, uh, translated the Jesus film mm-hmm. into the Topoka language. And they showed it as a movie, mm-hmm. which um, many of those 
of those people had never even seen a movie. And there were 2,000 Topoka people that gathered uh, to... Um, to watch this movie, which was the largest gathering of this people group. Maybe ever. Maybe ever. They just don't get to, they're, they're smaller mm-hmm. communities. And so the fact that there was 2,000 people was crazy. At yeah. this point, the church itself is uh, about, si- they, they said at that point, there were about 600 Christians yeah. of um, of this people group. The church was about 600 people. And so the pastor of these, um, the pastor of this church shows the film with the Jesus film in their language. And at the end, 1500 people were mm-hmm. baptized Yeah. at that, at, at one point the river had, uh, was usually a dry riverbed, but it had just rained. And so the river was full. And so there were people going into the river and he, there were so many people that the pastor just couldn't do it after baptizing yeah. the first couple hundred. He's like, I'm, I can't keep doing this. So he would send them in and he would speak the baptism blessing over them. And then they would put themselves yeah. under and raise up to newness and, and he of would life do it and in like groups of 25 larger groups because he said after the first few hundred he was just dead tired so the church went from 600 to over 2000 in yeah because they're able to receive this because because yeah and the jesus film for those of you who don't know is um the script is based on the book of luke and so it was the book of luke which they had in a written format already it just yeah. wasn't in a form that was practical for them to receive, but but his word is um, his word is a practical way yeah. for it's just waiting for the right form and yeah. um, so I just thought that was a very cool story. Yeah. So that's yeah. Yeah, it's been a very impactful week for us, um, and we cannot wait to share more with you guys as we continue moving forward in this process. So. Yeah. yeah, thanks for signing on. Yep, yeah, thanks for listening, and uh, we'll update you guys again soon. Yes.